Welcome to Superman and Lois, The New Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to talk all about the CW's upcoming Superman and Lois show. So first off, when we get into the news, not a ton, as we're still waiting to find out when filming will begin and all of that. But WB has announced DC FanDome, a 24-hour virtual convention experience for August 22nd. I feel like that's a name that sounds better written than when you say it out loud. But of course, I say that as someone who doesn't really like the name of this podcast that we're on. So still seems like a pretty cool idea here. Yeah. So they they have a press release about it. It says it's accessible for 24 hours at dcfandome.com. The global event will immerse fans into the DC multiverse. The new announcements from WB Games, film and TV and comics, as well as an unprecedented opportunity to hear from the cast and creators behind your favorite future films and TV series, including Superman and Lois. So it's like a convention but everybody's at home so they're having their own convention online which is honestly a pretty good idea right san diego comic con is still doing something at home but i'm guessing dc won't be heavily involved with that and this will be the thing so i don't really know what to have expectations wise it's gonna be 24 hours it could just be 23 hours of jim lee drawing a sketch of batman's face it could be lots of really cool stuff i think this is a really cool idea to put out there for the DC fans, but for how much actual Superman and Lois stuff is going to be on, especially if they haven't started filming yet, it could just be the showrunner Todd Helbing and Bitsy Tolick and Tyler Hecklin waving and smiling and saying it's going to be great. Or maybe we'll get something. I wouldn't get my hopes up too high, but maybe concept art or something weird, maybe casting for not the pilot, but a couple episodes down the line, maybe something like that. I don't know. Uh, any of this is possible, but I don't have any major expectations, but I think this is a cool thing. Yeah, it's it's something nice to do to kind of fill in some time and to still get um, some information out to, to people who want it. But like you said, I, I don't think we're going to get anything too earth shattering from this convention, any new details that are going to be crazy that we don't know already. Right, because you think about it, even if the show was debuting in... A, tr- a traditional fall debut when they do comic con they don't even say that much because most of the marketing comes out the few weeks to a month before the show and that's when they really start telling you everything that the show's about so this far out that's still several months away from the show if it's going to debut in january so i wouldn't expect too much but maybe some hints and teases and things like that yeah but it it will be cool if they if they get some of the cast and the creators of superman and lois just to just to have some more like background information and maybe some thought process about what they want to see in the show so that that would be some cool information to to get oh yeah there's lots of cool things just hearing cast and crew talking about playing these characters and on those lines bitsy tolick appeared on we have cool friends it's a youtube show and talked about the process of her career and becoming Lois Lane. It's a pretty cool interview. She just has a great personality. It's fun to listen to, and and she's good at stuff like this. So it's worth listening to if you want some history and background on her. Uh, And she talks about her career and how she got into acting and how she's lived in different countries and really a fascinating story where she graduated with a double major from Harvard and had no interest in acting and then eventually after that got into acting and the story behind all that and her work on Grimm and everything like that. She also talked about the audition process for Lois, and her audition was actually doing the deleted Superman 2 scene where Lois finds out Clark's identity, and that was actually in the Richard Donner cut, a screen test footage of Margot Kidder that was in there, Uh, the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, but it was cut from the theatrical Superman 2. So that's cool that they just gave her an old scene like that to do. And she also talks about how she has been told she looked like Margot Kidder long before she was even cast 
and was once advised to watch Margot Kidder as Lois Lane in her screen tests for Superman the movie uh, to for inspiration, I guess. Yeah, and it's cool. <clears throat> it's cool that they're going to those Donner Superman movies because you know they're so they're so well loved, and that's kind of the spirit of Superman I'd like to see in this show. So it's cool that she got to do test footage with that and was told to look to the, to that for inspiration and her audition and everything. So that's that's really cool to hear. Absolutely. And she quickly found out after those tests that she was picked to be Lois. Uh, as for the actual show, Superman and Lois, she's only read the pilot, but sort of knows where things is going. She obviously sounds pretty excited about it. Says the two boys are 13 years old, and she's excited to get to work with them and the rest of the cast. But she's only met Tyler and the boys so far because they did chemistry tests together, but hasn't met the rest of the, the main cast that's been announced. Yeah, which also makes sense because there's the opportunity to meet people in person has gotten less uh since this all got started but yeah it's um i don't we didn't did we know that the boys were 13 i think we knew they were teenagers but we didn't know the exact age did we yeah i don't think they'd said a exact age yet but said teenage boys perhaps yeah but that's close to official confirmation as we're gonna get yeah uh, she did have a quote about the show. She said, it is different from the other DC CW shows. It feels a little darker. It feels to me a little bit if like Superman and Lois were like Friday Night Lights-ish, like real. And I think part of the reason I'm thinking that is because of the family dynamic being a huge aspect of it. But it does feel slightly different from the other shows. A little grittier, maybe. Have you seen Friday Night Lights? I have seen Friday Night Lights. I, I don't know if I would call that darker and grittier than... <laughs> most of the cw shows there's definitely like there is don't get me wrong there's definitely some dark messed up stuff that happens on that show but like the overall tone is pretty hopeful and uplifting and positive so i think maybe maybe that's what she's going for is like introducing some realism and like real human struggles that families would go through instead of just beating up the bad guy every week so you would say tonish wise friday night lights might be similar to same basic type as flash and supergirl in those where it's still hopeful like you said but there's still some serious moments like in the flash we see lots of people die uh, yeah it's been a while since i watched friday night lights but yeah that's how i i remember it at least yeah yeah well first off i feel bad for bitsy because i don't think she knows what a buzzword dark is yeah for dc fans and superman fans going back to superman returns and man of steel and like that for being criticized for being somber and darker quote-unquote type movies i don't think she knows what sort of a buzzword that is but i don't think she meant it like that and like you said the way she got into it i don't think she necessarily means dark maybe she does i don't think that much of superman is a dark character he's certainly involved in dark stories sometimes but he's involved in lighter stories as well and he's a pretty balanced character from that perspective so i, I hope they balance that out two more but what she's talking about here yeah it does feel like she's talking the emphasis isn't necessarily going to be on who's the big bad supervillain invading the world this week it's going to be more on that family dynamic and all of those things and those characters interacting which i think is really exciting yeah i think i think grounded is probably a good word i think that maybe she i think is what she's going for but um like you said dark and gritty has some extra connotations that she probably wasn't going for yeah, and I hope there's still lots of Superman taking on alien invasions and all sorts of wacky sci-fi things like that. But an emphasis on these characters as characters grounded, like you said, I think is really cool, that family stuff. And it will help to find the right balance and you can explore that. That's actually something I'm really excited about is dealing with these characters as personal lives, dealing with Lois and Clark as parents and as reporters, as being involved with Superman 
finding that right balance there is pretty cool. I know I like all those other CW shows. I think they do a lot of really good things, but I think they quickly by like season three or season four, it's all about who's the bad guy and they have their team of heroes working around and figuring out how to get beat the bad guy. And that can get old at over 22 episodes or so. And so if you find a way to tell stories about these characters' lives outside of being superheroes and their careers and being parents and all of that is something I'm really excited about. But that's sort of my personal tastes. I'd always kind of like finding that right balance where, like Batman Begins, what I most remember about that, I think there's some microwave emitter or whatever's going on that Batman does. But whatever I remember is Morgan Freeman saying, didn't you get that memo dealing with the Wayne financial or whatever it is that's the thing that sticks out to me yeah. uh that's those are the kind of moments i really like and i obviously want to see the superhero stuff but i also want to see these people as people too yeah i can't i can't agree enough with that that's that's what i'm most excited about this show is just the family dynamic between superman between clark lois and the kids and getting to see how their parents and especially how their parenting styles are different and how they can motivate and inspire their kids either with having powers or not having powers um, and that's that's where some of the maybe darkness and grittiness might come in is if Lois is an investigative journalist and she is trying to take on crime that's going to be dealing with a lot more like real world crime and things that happen in the real world versus a lot of times on these shows it's more just people with crazy superpowers that you would never see doing insane things that would never happen in real life but if they're dealing with you know like drug dealers and robberies and stuff that's normally not stuff you see all the time on these shows. Right. And think of Lois investigating an inner gang or something. And then she's got to think about, well, what if they see the boys and what if they know I'm a mother and they go after them. And that adds a whole new layer of that to things. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and exploring the, exploring their personal lives, their family lives will add a lot with a show, especially if this is going to be 22 episodes or whatever, once, it gets going 22 episodes a season that allows you to have different types of storylines. So Clark can get a storyline as a reporter, as a father, as a husband, and as Superman. And that's easy. That allows things to tell a variety of different stories rather than just the superhero stuff for 22 episodes. Yeah. And she was really close to getting to Vancouver before everything shut down with the pandemic. I think it was March 13th that everything started shutting down in Vancouver and she had a plane ticket for March 18th. And she obviously did not go there then, but I think it was the 23rd they were supposed to start filming. So things were really close to getting going and uh, before things obviously needed to shut down. Yeah. And that is frustrating, but uh, that hopefully means that they do have a lot of the prep work already done. Obviously the physical stuff like the sets and all of that, that's probably can't stay up all the time, but still like all of the story and the the plans for all the sh shots and everything and how they're going to do all that that prep work is probably done right so they they should be mostly ready to go although they'll probably have to make some adjustments i saw like the jurassic world movie is getting ready to start filming back up again and they've spent five million dollars on upgrade safety procedures and that kind of thing for sanitization and safety precautions and all of that and so that's something they're going to have to deal with. But yeah, they should have a lot of things in place for when they get the go ahead to get filming that they can do it relatively quick. You know, the scripts are already maybe need some tweaks in terms of being safe and all that, but mostly ready to go. And she said they're, she's currently hearing September or October for filming if things are going well. And 
the CW report was, a while back was that they were saying September, so that matches up here. You know, they'll have to quarantine for two weeks when entering the country. That's a thing, and, and being safety-wise. But other than that, they can get going relatively quick. She also confirmed it was supposed to be a fall premiere, and they're now hoping for January, which is what we've heard. A fun note about the production process behind it, she, when she joined as Lois Lane for Elseworlds, she said someone in production, she would not say who, said because Superman is such an important property, it would likely only be a very brief appearance, unless people really liked her and Tyler together and got a strong reaction, then it could be something serious and long-term. And she didn't hear back for four or five months until after the Elseworlds crossover when they appeared. And she got a call from Greg Berlanti, and that was early 2019, that they would be developing Superman and Lois. Yeah, that's that's got to be like a stressful process to not know, but also makes sense. Yes, Superman is the biggest character that DC has, so nothing is for sure uh, when it comes to, to that character and what they can do and can't do. So I'm sure it's exciting to hear that the show is moving forward after you were told explicitly that people needed to like you and have a strong reaction. So <laughs> that probably means that people liked you and had a strong reaction. So that's good. Yeah, and I always find the fascinating when these decisions are made and all that really interesting because we heard about it at the end of October. That was when the show was put into development. But this obviously was in place long before that, six months or more before that. So that's cool because that would have been around the time Todd Helping left The Flash. That means he probably went right into working on this. And so he has been developing and getting people around him and all of that ready for more than a year at this point. Yeah. before they get into filming and that's really cool development wise so they know lots of research lots of planning it should have lots of things planned and fleshed out for these characters that's really cool i wonder if the actors are like spending any time on you know video calls or whatnot just getting to know each other better because obviously they can't do that in person right now but that would probably like improve their chemistry and getting to know each other before they get onto set i don't know if that could be something they could do to prepare that's a really cool point i don't know uh, maybe when, especially when they get into quarantine, when they're all quarantined in Vancouver separately, yeah. but together, they could do some rehearsals and, and all of that over video chat. That that might be a good idea. That way they can get something out of the, the break, but yeah, that's a good point. And she also said, you know, her and Tyler were really excited and would call each other about it, but they couldn't say anything for six months or whatever and, until it was yeah. officially announced, which is, uh, gotta be disappointing, but a fun secret to keep. And she also just seems really comfortable with the pressure of the role and the, and she has a lot of respect for the character. She said she's not trying to, not expecting to be everyone's lowest favorite Lois Lane. And she's hoping she's some people's, but I, I think it was really cool. The understanding she had for the importance of the character while also not being intimidated by it and just kind of being able to bring the character to life. Yeah. And that's really great to hear from someone who is taking on the role of one of your favorite characters of all time. As for other filming news, there's not really a ton. So Vancouver is allowed to resume filming. They've officially gotten the go-ahead. And WorkSafe BC has put out some filming guidelines and safety procedures and all of that. But there has not been any official updates from Warner Brothers or the CW on when they will actually begin to resume productions. I think some smaller productions have started back up. But as for the bulk of them, there's been no updates yet. And just because they're allowed to film legally doesn't mean they'll have to get into it you still have to get everything planned to do it safely and then also get everybody to agree to it in terms of actors cast crew all of that being able to do that feel safe and be ready to go yeah and we talked about i think it was the last episode or the one before about some of the changes they might have to make about you know 
action scenes and anything where there's a bunch of people, a lot of extras or anybody close together. So I'm sure even though, like you said, you are allowed to legally go there, there's still a whole lot of logistics that need to get figured out before anything can can get started on bigger projects like this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it in terms of the news. Let's talk about some Rebirth comics. We talked about, we read actually Superman Action Comics Volume 4, The New World, and Superman Volume 4, Black Dawn. Uh, Let's start with The New World from Action Comics, which was 977 to 984. What was this about and what did you think of it, Zach? So this one was all about basically a group of villains kind of teaming up to take on this this new Superman and try to take revenge on them. They called themselves the Revenge Squad, but basically it's it's all the people that we've kind of seen Superman lock up uh, in previous episodes or previous issues, I should say. Um, and so they're kind of all getting rescued to try to get the revenge and it ends up with them getting General Zod out, who obviously has a lot that he wants to to deal with uh with superman but there's a there's a lot of cool stuff in there there's some suicide squad crossover there's a lot of other issues i didn't go and read but i think there's a couple suicide squad issues that cross over with this um but there's some cool stuff that happens with them yeah i didn't read the suicide squad stuff i think that involves some of zod's backstory and what went on there but i didn't read them actually um yeah this picks up after superman reborn which kind of timeline whamma jamma whatever happened there and reestablishes the new status quo lois and clark are back at the paper back at the daily planet working under perry white they were always lois lane and clark kent they were they never were the smiths and it does a cool job of saying everything we've read so far happened but maybe it was slightly different in how that all happened uh and gives (laughs) it already is giving a new version of comics we've just read on for this show not long ago the convergence Lois and uh, Convergent Superman, where we saw the birth of Jonathan Kent in the past. We see that again, and it's slightly different. Thomas Wayne is not there. Uh, and so it's the same thing, but a little bit different. And I think that was a cool way to do it. Confusing comic stuff, but in terms of stuff that I think would apply to the show, we do get to see the the first two issues go into a brief origin of Superman. And it's mostly Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's Superman Secret Origin with some other stuff thrown in there. But I thought it was a really cool way to reestablish the origin briefly in two episodes as done of something as a, of a recap. And I think that could be cool. I know a lot of people don't want to see Superman origin for a while, which I understand. But I also like to see that origin and maybe down the line later season one, season two or season three, you could do something like they did here where they show the origin and maybe it's Lois and Clark telling the boys all the history of Superman and and they do it like this in a couple episodes or something where they can show the origin and maybe do it a little bit differently like it does here. I think that could be a cool way to do it. Yeah, because this is this is an established Superman on this TV show. So like you said, I would be totally fine with and would actually really enjoy either if they did it just like this where he goes to the fortress and is seeing project- projections from the crystals or whatever way they want to do it. But later on, having some flashbacks to things that never happened on this show, but are maybe important Superman storylines that we can recognize and just getting to see some brief glimpses of that. I think that would be that would be a really cool way to to establish more backstory for this particular Superman that without having to go back in time and spend a few seasons with him. Yeah, maybe if Lex Luthor or whoever some villain shows up and that ties into his origin. They can show their first battle together or something like that. That could be a cool way to do it. I also liked how 
Dan Jurgens, the writer, has it. We see the origin where the classic Jor-El going to the Science Council, Krypton is doomed. We see him actually leave to go do that, but it stays with Lara and Kal-El, which I thought was a really cool way to show things. So to see what they were going through while the Science Council is laughing at Jor-El for telling him the planet's going to blow up. I thought that was really cool to see it from that perspective. And I thought maybe for the show, they could do something that could be fun where they do they show Superman's origin and you don't have to change it. You can just retell the story and not feel the pressure of doing something different. But maybe you can add to it by showing things from Lois's perspective. You know, if you see a flashback to young Clark with the Kents, maybe you see a young flashback to Lois with the general and Lucy and whoever. That could be a really cool way to do that and show how Lois gets involved with the Daily Planet and then Clark joins there and then see how they come together. I think that could be a really cool way of showing their history and how they how they both their origin story separately and then how they come together and whatever, start dating, get married, work together at the planet, whatever their backstory is. Yeah, exactly. And especially when it comes to raising the kids and their their parenting style, maybe seeing flashbacks of how they were raised as kids, like you said, maybe seeing from Lois's perspective. And they do a good job of that in the comics too. Like they showed the death and return of Superman. They showed that storyline very briefly, but they also showed from Lois's perspective and Clark got to see that because he was watching kind of a replay of it and got to realize how hard it was for her when he wasn't there. So yeah, that's that's something that they could definitely incorporate into the show. Yeah, they also flash back to a bunch of those storylines, like you said, like the death and return of Superman, establishing that that happened to this this Superman like exile and crisis of the crypts and kryptonite, Superman blue. I don't know how much they'll allude to the backstory for this Superman because a lot of those stories you could adapt pretty closely or tweak to be done for a more experienced Superman. What about the this version of the Revenge Squad, which was Cyborg Superman, Mongol, Metallo, Blank, Eradicator, and Zod? Any of those villains you really want to see on the show? Honestly, I really like Eradicator. I don't know why I'm, I'm drawn to him. Maybe just because he looks cool. Um, and it, he is obviously just kind of a ripoff of Terminator, but it's still, it's an interesting thing because you get this connection to Krypton from a, a character that we don't normally see. Like we've seen Zod a lot of times. Not that I don't want to see Zod again, but uh, he's a he's a new connection to Krypton that we haven't seen a lot. Yeah. I don't like, I'd like to see all of them. Mongol is just awesome. And he's really cool. And Cyborg yeah. Superman, the way they do it here, would be cool. I know he's different from the Supergirl version, and but I would hope to see him a little more true to his the comic book counterpart. That would be a really cool thing. And they're really powerful like Cyborg Superman and Mongol, when the rest of the support team for Superman Steel and Superwoman and New Superman and Supergirl all show up and Lex Luthor, it's just kind of like I would take Cyborg Superman and Mongol over, be able to take handle all of them by, himself, oh, yeah. by themselves. Uh, but, of course, the villains fight with each other, and that never ends up happening. Yeah, and this is just, in general, this would be cool to see, you know, like four or five seasons down the road, get a team up of some of the big villains from the past seasons to to fight against them there's also dealing with superman or clark and lois and john moving back to metropolis and i think that's i wonder how they're gonna handle that there's a really cool training environment with the farm but they're dealing with that and dealing with moving back and i wonder if uh down the line if they spend some time in smallville and then eventually move back yeah especially if if it ends up being where they're they're working at the paper in metropolis and they need to be there more often that that could be something, but it everything so far seems like the story is very going to be very much centered in Smallville. Yeah, absolutely. And then Superman Black Dawn does some really cool things, have some really weird goings on in Hamilton County. A whole group of people are not who they thought they were, and 
there's all sorts of weird things going on, uh, but it allows really a way to develop the world of Hamilton and show some villains within Hamilton. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah, it was cool. It it honestly reminded me of like maybe Doom Patrol comics just because of how crazy and zany it was at times, um, but also very pretty dark and gritty, if I can use those terms. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a very cool way to kind of upend all of these conceptions you had about this town and the people that live there and how nice they seemed. So that was, it was cool to see. Absolutely. And it ends with a, the final Superman number 26 issue in this arc was a really cool thing that I'd love to see on the show. Flashback to Clark learning from Pocket, getting a lesson in farming and how that applies to life and all of that, which was really cool. And then he's trying to, Clark is trying to learn from Pa in the past, how to be a better dad and how to teach his son better. And it ends up with him letting John be in charge for the day and choose how to use, he gets to boss Superman around and tell him how to be the hero for the day. Yeah. And they, they bring back in Batman and Damian Wayne into the storyline and we get to see Damian and John together and how their style's different. So I, I do wonder if maybe one of the boys will take the kind of Damian role on the show and have that sort of personality. Yeah, definitely. And that will add a little bit of conflict to everything and yeah, a, a different way to I don't want the sons to be identical. I don't, I mean, obviously not physically. I don't, I don't care about that, but I mean, in personality wise, I hope they are different and they are unique in that way. And that way you can see different kinds of parenting from them. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next time talking about any news that hits for Superman and Lois. And as we're in this kind of downtime, and we'll also be talking about Superman action comics, the Oz effect and Superman volume five hopes and fears. Mm-hmm.